You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a Tuesday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. Merely Bo, the great Z. Although a little bit of a Brian Fellows look today with the uh, the bucket hat half off the head a little bit there. It's the only flaw of the bucket hat as you're out in Philly. Gorgeous day there. 72, temperate, nice breeze. No. I know he's talking to me, Gibbe. I was just <laughs> upset with his commentary. So I was giving him a little bit of a silent Listen, my bucket hat is hard. Give me slaps me. That's a, that's assault, brother. That's assault. I gotta tell you, it is it is insane. Real feel on my thing. I just looked was 108. It what? is so hot and humid. It's what 96. I think the actual temp is 96 the right now. Actual temp is 96. In the sun, beating down. It is very hot here. And yeah, the bucket hat. It turns out you can't put a headset over it. No. Completely. So I had to go one half up, Brian Fellow style. And yep. uh, right now, I'm just asking why these animals are looking at me funny. <laughs> it's it's one of those ones them. it's one of those ones where probably ideally you do this at like this is like a 7 a.m practice or you know they were going in the late afternoon yesterday and it, it at least yeah. had gotten a little bit more temperate than it is now this is you want the sun at its zenith you will get it it is going to be hot this is going to be the good news for the guys i would say is that Today's going to focus heavily on, like, the red zone, so you don't have to run as far as it would in yeah. an open field situation. You know, you're, there is an end to where your running has to go. Um, but, yeah, this is a scorcher. Kevin Stefanski just walked in right now. Uh, some of the players who are, you know, rehabbing, they are out right now on the field just kind of going through their paces. But it is, it is a hot one today, boy. I will tell you what. It is hot, but it's going to be fun. Browns had a great day yesterday. Let um, me ask you something. Yeah. So uh, you're there. Yes, I am. You're there now. Um, yep. I'm following this along while at NBC's football practice. And yep. I cannot imagine. I was through a phone. So, like, my, I was emotionally kind of a wreck just with, like, Miles is off. Denzel's off. Jack's. And it's like, whoa, what in the hell is going on in Philly? But then also there was, like, hey, we look pretty good. So just yeah. take me through like your emotions yesterday in real time as you were going through that practice. 
Okay. Well, it started off, you know, one-on-ones. Deshaun was looking good. Uh, Amari had a great day, seven-on-sevens. It continued. Uh, Deshaun had one wayward pass uh, where he was just a little beat late getting it to Amari. They got picked off. But for the most part, I mean, he looked really sharp to Amari, to David Njoku. Schwartz even made some big catches. To DPJ, Elijah Moore was not at practice yesterday. Um, so you had an offense that looked, honestly, very good in those settings. Um, and then – same for the Eagles, you know, in the one-on-ones and the seven-on-sevens. There were some very good battles. There were times where the Browns' defense, you know, got the better of them, similar to what happened with, with the Eagles' defense. But for the most part, those drills are catered towards the offense. And guess what? These are two really good offenses uh, with really good skill talent. And then we got to the team portion, and our defense dominated. I mean, absolutely yeah dominated this front when you're talking about miles zadarius oboe dalvin they dominated dominated there were very few passes that hurts even got to throw the ones that he did you know they were called sacks uh it was compared to a year ago right i mean it's like night and day and you you don't have to take my word for it anybody's listen go seek out any eagles beat reporters anybody who was here yesterday yeah. they will tell you the same thing that many you know their consensus was the browns won the practice uh and it was i think on the strength of our defense offensively in the team period we had some some very good moments but at the end you know their defensive line is as formidable as it gets and and they wrecked our practice a little bit at the end a couple of sacks they had a, a team move the ball period their drive ended with us getting the back-to-back sacks on second and third down, ending it, and our drive ended pretty much the same way. But So there was a lot of good. I was very, very excited. And then all of a sudden I'm standing there. Who walks right by me? Miles Garrett walks right by me. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, boy. And then a few minutes later, Denzel Ward walks right by me. And I, oh, goodness gracious. And earlier Conklin had gone off. And you could tell with Conklin that it was not a physical injury. I mean, yes, it was a physical injury, but it wasn't like – it was like a concussion protocol, and that's what the Browns tweeted. It wasn't a knee. Tweet out. It wasn't a knee. It wasn't anything like that. With Denzel, you didn't know what it was. Turns out it was just an illness, and he should be back today. For Miles, it was just a very, very minor foot issue, and I think he will be practicing today. Maybe not in team. They'll just be judicious with it, but he'll be out here in individuals for sure. At least I think that's the expectation. Um, so once you realized it was okay, Miles came back out after practice and was joking around, signing autographs, you know, yeah. kind of running around, and you're like, okay, he's fine then you felt really good about it. So Conklin, it'll just be short-term, I'm guessing, if he is, in fact, in the concussion protocol. We'll find that out when Kevin Stefanski speaks in a few minutes. But what you came away from it feeling was that we looked the part, we were not scared, and we absolutely went out there. And from a defensive standpoint, Denzel had a pick. Our safeties were flying around. We debuted or unveiled, at least first time that my eyes saw it. Maybe I missed it earlier. Our a big dime look where we went four down linemen. We went Zedarius, Miles, Oboe, and Dalvin. We went one linebacker. And then we went the three safeties, McLeod, Delpit, Thornhill, and the three corners, Emerson, Ward, Newsom. And that defense was flying around and that now, was who's very the linebacker in that uh, kunashik was kunashik was yesterday and then jok as well yeah so th- th- i can't imagine i mean now we can take a, a sigh of relief now we all know and we knew pretty quickly with miles like he was out yep, yep. signing on so you, you knew afterwards but like in the moment oh my as god i'm oh my god in the moment as i'm checking twitter it's like browns look good wrecking defense all of a sudden miles walks out and you're like wait a second yeah what yeah no, not yeah. that. That not no. this. Stop I, the practice. And then it was like end Denzel. I'm like, oh my god, what carnage is happening over there? 
Yeah, it was like bubble wrap. We'll see you guys at September 10th against the Bengals. That's it. Yeah. But turns out we're all, everything is good. I think today you're going to see a lot of constant substitutions. I, don't, I think you're going to try to make sure that you keep everybody fresh. They're going to have to stay hydrated because these are – these are very difficult. This is going to be a very difficult set of conditions today. I am told Elijah Moore will practice today. I don't, again, much like Miles, um, I, I don't know if he'll be involved in team activities, but yeah. that's just so the, the, you know, you think about Elijah in the last like week, Elijah, Miles, Denzel, you're like, wait a second, those are three of the yeah. pr- most premier, and in Miles' case, you know, the most premier, but I, everybody's fine. So we can all kind of relax on that, focus on, you know, the good of what happened yesterday, which was a very physical Browns team, took it to the Eagles, certainly our defense. Then offensively, you saw, you know, we've seen Deshaun looking comfortable, reacting in the pocket, making good throws, accurate. His arm strength is elite. Um, and, and so it was a good day. It was back and forth, though. I don't want people to think that I'm sitting here saying, oh, the Browns just came here and kicked their butts. There was, it was back and forth. On both sides, but it should be. that's what you wanted it to be. These are very good football teams, and there's there are – you think about you look over to your right. So it was going on simultaneously, our offense versus their defense on the field to the left and our defense, their offense, the field to the right. And you look around, and you're like, okay, on our field right now is Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper, Batonio. You know, you talk about guys who have just been recognized in the league as multiple-time mm-hmm. pro bowlers, all of that. Wyatt. So that's five multiple-time Pro Bowlers just on our offense. And by the way, we think the uh, uh, the world of Chief and Jack Conklin's a two-time you know first-team All-Pro. Sure, like, this is the star power there. Then you go to their defense, Slay Bradbury. Then you got all the monsters that they have up front: Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Jordan Davis. Uh, the kid they drafted in the Jaylen first round, Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter. He was a he's a beast. beast. By yeah. the way, not to mention they got uh, Nolan. Smith, was it? Is that Nolan Smith out of Georgia, yeah, too. late in yeah. the first round, who looked good and long. So you think about all the stars that are on that field. Then you look over to your right, and you're like, all right, there's Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, De- DeAndre Swift. You know, mm-hmm. all their loaded group at the end. Miles, Zadarius, Dalvin, uh, Denzel Ward. You know, like our – it was just – there are Ton just dudes everywhere. Like, these are two of the most complete rosters you'll find in the NFL, and I think, you know, I've talked to a lot of people, and, and, you know, they don't want to really, like, necessarily come out. I don't think you'll hear this necessarily in any press conferences or things of that nature, but, yeah, it was very apparent to everybody on our side of the ball, and I was even talking with Eagles legend, my good buddy Brian Westbrook, uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody was like, okay, dude, you guys are legit. That was yeah. kind of the, the consensus. Now, you still have to stay healthy, and you still got to go do it. And, and that's what we said. This is just confirmation to me of what we've been saying all along, and you want to have that same kind of thing today, no let up today, keep that same intensity that, that the Browns had, keep that same energy, and go out and, and, you know, win another day or at least, like, be right there, have another competitive day. But it's all here. This is a team that is going to be judged on what it does later this year because it's all there. It is all there, and it's obvious to Everybody who watched us. I was with B-West, and then he introduced me to the great Harold Carmichael, the Hall of Famer, was wow. taken in practice. And so I got to watch a few minutes with him, and he said the same thing. He goes, oh, you, guys are, you guys are legit this year. So, so that was cool. What's, really, what's cool is it validates 
you know, the things that we believed we were seeing in minicamp yes, and what we believed yes. we were seeing in training camp, that yes. this roster is one of consequence, that the adjustments that AB and company made on the defensive line were real game changers. This were, these were the practices we were pointing towards because yep. a year ago, this is where we said, oh, my God, that Eagles team is on another level, and if Hurts goes, they can win the whole damn thing. And yes. we're everything you just said is kind of the kind of the same for us. Like it's again, it'll come down to Deshaun, and he looks great. But like everything else checks. Yeah, everything else checks. And what I'm curious to see today is because I, I mentioned like yesterday, the star of the day was definitely our defense, our defensive front. Um, you know what you want to see from the offense. There is at times a little sloppy ball handling. You want to see all that cleaned up. But yeah, there is no doubt that we belong. And there's it's exactly kind of what the Eagles people say. Like you guys can be as good as anybody because they know what it looks like and the Eagles are not good. They know. So it, that's, it was that validation that you want to do it two days in a row. You can't like let up today and then get, you know, steamrolled because they will do that. But I don't, I think just as I was talking about earlier, like there are just too many dudes. We have too many dudes on our team, just as the Eagles have too many dudes on their team to just get rolled over. Like there is going to no. be back and forth. There is going to be competition and, and there are going to be moments where everybody associated today or both teams or both any unit is going to feel like, okay, we got – this was our – we got the better of this, and then it's going to come right back. They got the better of us, blah, blah. There's just a lot of talent out here, and it's really fun to watch. And there's no – last year was just so apparent the size disparity yep. and just kind of the physicality, and that is – that's gone. Andrew Barry, yep. I think, went out of his way to make sure that that is not the case anymore, and you can see. I mean, Zadarius Smith, guys – I mean, you guys all got a taste of it. Again, that was Andrew Wiley. He was the starting right tackle for the Super Bowl champions that he was just kind of taken to the woodshed in that preseason game. But you see him out here. You know, he's working against Lane Johnson. Mm -hmm. He's sliding inside, working against their great guards, and he is looking dominant. Yeah. And he and Miles, I mean, it was just like a race to get back there. It was wild to watch. And then Oboe as well. Oboe was in the backfield at least two or three times. This is our ability to rush the passer. And here's the thing. I'll give you one takeaway. That is, he wants you to look at his phone. I can't because I'm. We use it. Oh, to stream. he's using it. Um, yeah. The one thing that made me the happiest about of anything yesterday is I mentioned Miles Garrett went off. Yeah. Then we did that final team period where it was going to be move the ball, like you have a chance to go on like a seventy yard drive. Yep. Last year, if Miles Garrett had gone out in that circumstance, we're not getting no pass rush, right? None. Like. No, no. Very little. I mean, yeah. you're going to have to. We got, they had, they started off with two short completions, then they got a first down on a pass to uh, Dallas Goddard. So they were moving it a little bit. Then we got, a, I think, a batted ball at the line of scrimmage. Or no, he tried to hit Delp. He tried to hit Devontae Smith deep on Delpit. One-on-one. Delpit covered him out of the slot. Forced an incompletion. Was in great position. And then we went sack, sack. Jace. That's just a whole different world that we're living in. That's not in the cards. To go sack sack without Miles out there against the Eagles, that was, to me, incredibly, incredibly impressive. Gibbe, do you want us to go to break or just carry it through? Okay, I see him. That's why why I'm asking you. All right, we're going to get coaches walking to the podium right now. The Browns, by the way, are out on the field. Deshaun Watson stretching right now right in front of me. Uh, And we're going to see some kicking today. Cade York, I see Cade and Corey. And Charlie going through things, so obviously we want that to go well. But, all right, let's uh, go ahead and, and head over to the podium now for Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski. Okay, appreciate you guys uh, being here. I know changing up uh, the time of practice, so just trying to beat any potential weather that might be out there. Um, 
obviously as you can feel it's hot it's sticky it's humid so just trying to be smart so working with the eagles and, and going to reduce some of this practice uh, but coming off yesterday i thought it was really really good work i thought both teams competed like crazy uh, took care of each other uh, and now another opportunity to do the same today ha have a really good day in the red zone which also limits some of the distance traveled uh, some end of game situations uh, but another really want to cap this off with a good day of work uh, as we get ready for thursday night and with that i'll take any questions Miles will practice uh, individual only. Uh, Elijah will practice individual. We'll see how he's feeling. Um, he may go, may not, just really based on how he's feeling. Uh, Jack will not practice. Ward. Sorry, Denzel will practice. Was that just heat related? Yes. Is Jack in the concussion? Program? He is. Okay. Greg, how did uh, you see him respond to you know getting back out there? Yeah, I thought Greg looked good. We, we held him out of uh, one-on-ones, just used him more in the team periods. And I thought he did a nice job. Uh, he, he looks really good to me. I thought Mike, you know, he stepped in for Denzel there, made a made a really nice play on a ball from, I think, Devontae. Uh, just yeah. the way you've, you've seen him progress this game. Yeah, he's very, very competitive. Uh, Mike Ford is going to give you everything he has in every rep, whether it's a one-on-one -on -one rep, seven-on-seven -seven team, just an extremely competitive guy. I'm glad we have him. Will it be James Hudson or will DeWine get any number one reps? Uh, James will be over there. Kevin, on day two, I mean, how important is this day kind of in the big picture of these joint practices, with guys being able to kind of make adjustments? Yeah, I think, yeah, I just think they're they're both important. Uh, they're, you know, that first day, you typically do your normal down and distance, and then some third down, but you're doing full field work. So that, that was a challenging practice, I mean, in terms of the heat, in terms of the number of reps for our ones, certainly. So today, uh, bringing it down, uh, obviously, with some of the reps, but now you go into the red zone, you get more of your two-minute drives. You're just trying to check the box of, of bunch of good situational work. The general consensus from our side was that both defenses looked pretty good yesterday. Was that the same view as the coaches? Yeah, I think, it, you know, I think you really have to watch the tape to, to look at each play. Uh, I think both sides uh, really traded bl body blows, if you will, there. Uh, they had plenty of good plays. Our, our, our team had plenty of good plays. But that's what you get when you get two competitive football teams with, with uh, a bunch of veterans. I, I thought uh, the guys practiced really hard together, knew how to take care of each other and, and make sure um, that they got their work done. But, you know, I don't think there's a scoreboard or a scorecard for these type of practices. I think the, the main major thing and the main thing is just to get good work. Coach, I saw some nice plays from Deshaun Watson out there. How do you think it's really coming along ahead of this first new season? Yeah, Deshaun continues to, as, as you know, work really hard. He's out there working right now. Uh, he, he's making sure that every single day he's got the focus to, to get one day better. And I think there were plays yesterday that he made uh, that were really impressive. I know there's, there's throws and decisions that he wants back, and that's part of playing quarterback. Will Dobbs play in the game? He will not. So Dorian will reverse the starter? Exactly, reverse the order. So Dorian will start the game, then Kellen will play the second half. It will be shorter. Yeah, I mean, you have to take it into account. You know, we really look at this thing. And this is with in conjunction with the Eagles. Uh, obviously, I had conversations with Nick this morning just on if we move practice up, what it will look like when we're out there, what we should do. So uh, it is a reduced uh, amount of time and reduced reps as well. Jerome, uh, any update on his uh, prognosis? Uh, no I know update. he's here, no, yeah. but, but, I mean, what have you seen? What's he been able to do? No update, just rehab. Joku's been open all summer. Is that anything different in the design, or is it just the next step in this game? Just the next step. 
he's doing everything he's supposed to do uh, in the run game, the pass game. So, uh, as, as you know, uh, I think Deshaun and David have a good rapport, and we'll always continue to build off of that. Any update on Harrison Bryant? No update. Cooper yesterday uh, you know, talked candidly, as usual, about dropping a few balls. Mm-hmm. He's also candid in saying he doesn't think he's there stamina-wise or yeah. uh, after his offseason. Yeah. Do you, do you see that? I, I don't think, yeah. I don't, yeah, I, I think for him, Tony, uh, you know, we've had September 10th circled for him and getting ramping him up. Uh, he's where he's not where he needs to be right this minute, but he'll get there. And it's just a matter of, of working at it. Uh, you know, he had those drops yesterday, which is very uncharacteristic of him. Uh, so he'll continue to, to work on, on his playing conditioning, all those things, but it's, it's normal ramp up for him. I know on that defense, the safeties, you guys have been moving around just how they've handled it. And then I said, so we're hearing from Rodney today, like how he can, he's added to that. Yeah, I think it's a really, really good group. Ashley, just uh, versatility. They all can play down. They all can play the post. They can pressure. They can play man, all, all those type of things. So uh, Rodney, like he does versus our offense, had some really heady plays. I mean, he seems to know where the ball's going to go. He, he diagnoses things before the play unfolds. Uh, I thought he's done a great job. Kevin, every, every young receiver seems to mention Marquise Goodwin when they talk about guys in that room that kind of taking them under their wing. So even though he's not out there and can't be out there, how important has it been to have him around with all those young guys? Yeah, he's been outstanding. Uh, you, you, you hear Marquise, he's very talkative. Uh, he, he's like a, having another coach out there. He's very positive. He's rooting his guys on. So he does an unbelievable job in the meeting room and out here being a sounding board, uh, being an older player that, that he's seen a lot. He, he can really rhythm up with all those young guys and tell them what he sees. He, he's been invaluable from that perspective. Yeah, that's a really, really challenging front to block, uh, as everybody knows. So I thought it was awesome for our guys both to block them and for our quarterbacks to feel that rush. And I thought Deshaun had some really nice moments where he's navigating the pocket and, and maybe you escape or make a play. Obviously, in, the, in these settings, you're not going to call a sack. You're also not going to know if a quarterback could scramble uh, out of that and, and pull out of some of those sacks. But it's really good work for him and for us just to feel that rush. We got to see Martin matched up a couple times with Dallas Goddard. When you have a big corner like that, how does that help you when you're trying to match up against tight ends? Yeah, you know, that's a great matchup. Yesterday, Devontae Smith versus Denzel Ward. I mean, that, there's just pros versus pros out there, and, and you guys know iron sharpens iron. So for MJ to go against a, a, a really, a, I don't know where he ranks, but he's a top-flight tight end uh, is really good work for MJ. And like you mentioned, he can use his length uh, when defending bigger wide receivers and tight ends. It, having uh, both offenses within sight of each other, Eagles really threw downfield a lot yesterday. Are you satisfied with how much you're doing that in practice? Yeah, I thought I thought we did as well. Uh, and again, I think it goes back to we made some plays, they made some plays. Um, but I think both offenses uh, did a good job of pushing the ball down the field. Anthony made some nice catches uh, downfield yesterday. How important is it for him to just continuing to stack yeah, days like that? Yeah, exactly. I think he, he's stacking days. Uh, he's getting a ton of reps. Uh, in that role, in that role going down the field, uh, which he's really taken advantage of. Okay, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. 
All right, there's Coach Stefanski from the podium over in Philly. They will get going on joint practice number two with the Eagles coming up here momentarily. We react to what we heard there, lots of injury stuff to get to. Uh, we will get to that coming up next. Let's to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Hey there, friends. Bo here for my friends and my team at Renew Home Exteriors. Now introducing new Ascend composite clad siding featuring beautiful deep grain look and 20 available colors. Keep that just installed look for a lifetime with this low maintenance siding. Plus, with Renew's price match guarantee, you can be assured you receive the best price for your exterior project even after you buy. Renew Home Exteriors, superior product, superior service. Visit RenewEstimate.com for more. As we continue, uh, joint practice number two in Philly. About ready to get underway here in about 15 minutes. Many of the guys already matriculating out there. You heard from Coach just a second ago. Uh, Z, a couple of things uh, just from an injury standpoint. Miles will do individual work today. So, too, will Elijah Moore. So, you, as you pointed out, he missed yesterday's practice. He will be back in individual work. Uh, Denzel will practice. He was a full go. Um, and then, to your point, Jack Conklin in concussion protocol. Did we miss, did I miss anything else from an injury update standpoint? Uh, no. I, I think that you're spot on with that from an injury update standpoint as far as it relates to, you know, everybody that we expected to see. Some of the guys that have been out are still out. You know, Jalen Dard and Marquise Goodwin, obviously, uh, at the wide receiver position. Jerome Ford remains out. But of the guys that were off yesterday, yeah, you've got that. And, and you know, I see Elijah right now. He's joking and running around with his teammates. I, I talked to him, as I said yesterday. He's fine. And I, my guess is he's a competitor. He'll probably try to get in those team drills today. I'll be curious to see if they allow him into those team drills today. One thing, though, that came from that from an injury standpoint that's becoming a little bit concerning is that, you know, no update on Harrison Bryant at all. And, it, you know, not that you're curious about what's going on. You just wonder, number one, you hope that he's okay. He did not – he's not here. I haven't seen him on the trip. Um, so you just hope that he's okay first and foremost. And then secondly, you're kind of curious, you know, what's, what's going on here? Is this, is he potentially available for the season? What's happening? Because he's a guy that, you know, is definitely on your 53 is your third tight end. When does, I mean, when did that happen? When did, when did the injury do you like, when did all this occur? We don't know. They, he said, I want to say it was a week ago that Kevin Stefanski said that Harrison Bryant was dealing with a health issue. Oh, that's uh, and right. He did not disclose it. That's all he said. He was dealing with a health issue. And that's it. As the Hoff makes his way in right now, fresh off the Hoff, and I had a f- an electric meal at Prime Forty Eight last night. Oh baby! Just a r- oh, What's baby. The, give me right. the uh, give me the orders. Okay, I'll give. I good. I can do that right off the top of my head. I can give you the order. So we had a little pork. We started with some pork belly. It was in okay. kind of like a nice sweet glaze that was delicious. We had a avocado and king crab stack. That was just delightful. And then we had the house specialty, the crispy shrimp. We then went on to split a Caesar salad featuring a poached egg. The Hoff got the entire poached egg. I got none of it because I, by choice. You don't want that? Yeah, no interest in that for me. We followed that up with an entree order, and the Hoff said, look, you just do your thing. So we talked about what we were going to do. This is what we ended up with, a 22-ounce ribeye, bone-in ribeye for uh, uh, medium rare for the people. We had a Chilean sea bass. That was braised and kind of, and then there was kind of like a lemony something 
Good night. Like a lemon butter with it that was ju- – and the ch- sea bass was cooked perfectly. It was electric. Uh, and then we had the chicken fried lobster tails as, because, as the hop said, why wouldn't we? Um, Live. We went, we went to the sides. We had the Brussels sprouts with some bacon, which were amazing, and then a twice-baked potato with fresh-shaved black truffles on it. Good and night, then, nurse. And then we had a vanilla caramel cake and a – crispy banana split where it was cinna- uh, cinnamon and cornflaked encrusted bananas that were oh flash fried. gosh. And there was, when I say not a morsel of that entire thing that I just laid out for two human beings left, I mean there was not a morsel of food left. And the you took it with all us down. Got that. Well, I did my part. The half, so I'm a fast eater and I eat yeah, a yeah. lot. The half is like slow and steady wins the race but his uh, he, he never runs out of room or so he's a desire. grazer he's a grazer yes he just yeah he, like a he, cow like he, he can just go all day yeah we had, it was i got you it was a great time we had a blast yeah it was, it was really oh the hoff's here wonderful meal yes now, yeah. i uh, just rolled off the bus and uh had to come over and talk food a little bit yeah. with you guys because oh it was a glorious gosh. meal uh i i would say my highlight was the the uh, ribeye Oh, God. Which okay. we asked for it medium rare. We said it was like rare plus. It was. And that makes you a little nervous when you got the ribeye, right? right. Because not a lot of heat. Sometimes sure. it doesn't really tenderize it and with all that fat. But this must have been an excellent cut because it was it was buttery soft. Oh. It melted in your mouth almost like a good Wagyu does. Uh, so that was awesome. But the surprise of the night, we weren't even going to go with dessert, but there was some room <laughs> left after I'd allowed a few of those Pilsners to digest yeah, we things in my stomach. Tequila wine Pilsners for you. And oh so they brought God. over the dessert menu and we're like, yeah, well, why don't you just bring it to us? And she was like, which one would you want? And I was like, yeah, just bring all of them because, you know, we'd love oh to try God. them. And I said, Z, we, we don't have to eat it all. But, of course, we did. We think it was good. That cornflake crusted banana. Dis- Unbelievable. It was like a banana split with, like, cornflake crust. And I'm not sure if they what they rolled it in to get Cinnamon. the cornflakes to stick oh, to yeah, the right. banana when they flash fried it. But I'm stealing that. It, it was, was a m- most decadent and spectacular dessert that I've never experienced that combination of flavors and textures. Agreed. It was delightful. This is incredible. I, I want to go had... back to the ribeye for a second because, yeah. you know, I, I'm at the point, and I, I know you guys are both great sears of the meats. Um, it's yeah. hard. Like, a lot of times I go to a steakhouse, and it feels like I sometimes I can do better. So when I hear somebody rave about a steak, I, was there something specific that they did? Was there a flavor? Was it a – how did they – or was it just a great yep. steakhouse steak? It, I think it was the cut that they used was definitely okay. Hall of Fame quality – beef well appropriate and and they didn't really cook it any differently than most steakhouses you know under like the 1500 degree broiler real quick on both sides so it had a really nice char on the outside like i said it was like it was rare plus on the inside Uh, but it was warm um i think if you would have sous vide and you would finish like the great z does in his cast iron with ghee it would have been even more elevated yes um but you know, you don't usually get that at steakhouses. I think the thing that made it elite was definitely it was just a primo wet-aged cut of um, of beef. Yeah, it was perfect beef. I think the seasoning on it was also yeah. – it wasn't overseas. It wasn't too salty. That's often my gripe with a steakhouse mm-hmm. steak is that there's too much salt. And then it had – it was finished with a little – obviously there was a little butter in there that percolated that you got a little taste of. Uh, but it was great, and that plate it was on was so hot that when you would yeah. cut it – and the juices would, would – some of the juice would come out. They would sizzle. Would sizzle. Yeah, it was great. Oh, come plate. on. 
which yeah, was, was nice. that was pretty cool. So we made sure not to touch the plate. But it was it was great. And then I finished it off with, uh, and the Hoff didn't know this. I let him know that the first ever Irish coffee uh, was really invented in America at the Buena Vista Cafe in San Francisco. Yeah, that was and a so fun I, fact. Yeah, so it was an it educational little, meal as well. <laughs> well oh there's a lot gosh, of education. Trip yeah, around the meal. world. Yeah, and how about we? I'm, I don't know how many times we invited Gibbs to come. We like harassed him. He won't I, go. I, yeah, won't go. like there was more than peer pressure. I think yes, we were, yeah, like, we were over the line. It, it was inappropriate. I was we trying. I him. was trying to figure out how many beverages between the two of you were in by the time the last call out went. <laughs> no, so and he resisted us. No, it was a the, mile the, away the, from the problem, hotel. Like, incredible the, discipline for I, a young no, no, man. And I don't I, have that. I really would have been there. I appreciated the invite. Yeah. But like, not that much. We were we were still posting stuff at nine o'clock last night. That's like, you know, you are posting. That's you what Uno is posting. For. You have it. Yeah. Uno. that's what he's you have for. Uno. He and he was posting. We had yeah, problems with you. the preview show. It, no, it, it, it was a team effort. I did a. I did it, a, it had to be a team effort. Yeah, I even did a preview show that hit. when a meal like that's in, in play. Yes, I did, <laughs> I did. I did a preview show hit getting out of an Uber oh, with without getting out of the Uber. I'm doing a preview show hit, and then I'm, like, standing in the giant chair overlooking the river. <laughs> Philly's a city. You sit in the chair to I do really that. Second, but then people wanted to take pictures, so then I moved, and I was just, like, walking around the, the Yeah, I just – it was, it was just river. not in the cards last night. Like, it was in the – sad. I said I to him – Bo, tell me if you agree with this. This is what yeah. I said to him. I said, here's a phrase, and this is what I left him with when we left, which I thought really was going to put it over the top. But, and even, like, the Hoff, not even a week removed from getting his gold jacket – was like, come to dinner with me. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm good. I, I didn't said, say it said, like that. No, he asked. He in said, do you the, have the gold jacket with you? And I said, no, it's at the dry cleaners. He said, no, I'm nah, not nah, coming. I'm not coming. Yeah, no. only, only if he has the gold that's jacket it. now. Only if yeah. you wear the jacket. Well, here. Do you really have it at the dry cleaners? Yeah. I mean, it was How nerve-wracking is that? Stinky. Well, I don't have, like, an elite dry cleaner. I think they're just, like, regular dry cleaners. Yeah. So it makes me a little nervous because I've gotten plenty of items back that weren't my items or the buttons were broken. So – it's really That's a roll a of the dice here, sending this Hall of Fame jacket to the dry cleaners there in Middleton, Wisconsin. <laughs> yes, indeed. What I'll say is this. So I left Gibbe with, if there, where there's a will, there's a way. That's what yep. I said, to him, right. which I thought would inspire him. It did and not. I just, I didn't want, I didn't want to hold up the meal. You like, weren't. I, well, clearly you not. You, you closed the place I'm down. pretty we sure you ordered the left side of the menu for an appetizer and the right Gibbe. side for dinner and then the back side for dessert. Yeah, yeah. We said we have not even ordered entrees yet. Get here at like 9.30. And you were like, yeah, no, I'm good. It, it, a mile away. It just, I, you know, it, I, think I didn't Gibbe, want to intrude. You are a valued know. dinner guest. He is I, a valued dinner I guest. And I greatly appreciate the offer. I, I really know. did. I just, you know, it, part there's of me, a lot going on. Part of me thinks, Bo, we know that he's gotten some security team stuff, and then I don't even know if this guy knows about it, but we know what – what he's worn and taking pictures in, yeah, maybe he just thinks right. he's bigger. I don't think maybe Hoff he thinks knows. he's bigger than any of us. <laughs> maybe he thinks these he's stories. maybe at tonight's dinner. Yeah, maybe at tonight's, tonight's dinner. <laughs> yeah, not tonight I'm in. Pilsner's back with Gibby. Yeah, I'm curious. I will uh, go. We got to go find that pork. What, what are you thinking tonight? That pork sa- sandwich? Or are we going to go do something? I know yeah, that we cr- got potentially right. the great. The great J Dubs is interested in breaking bread tonight yeah, as I'm, well. Yeah, I'm halfway in between going to like a local roast pork sandwich spot, like a real local Philly grungy nice. joint, or yeah, going like and getting like a small plate place like uh, Colleen Wolf. My, yeah, my uh, local Philly girl who I did the Thursday night football with for four years, she's like Miss Philadelphia, and she's a foodie. And so she gave me a few recommendations, and that was at the top of the list. It that, was, uh, the one that we were up Yeah, it was just like, yeah, yeah. 
I forget Something what the like name that. is. With it, an A. Yeah, it's with an A. Oh, dude, uh, I'm in a top. Mediterranean tapas. Can you do it? Let's go. The half at tapas, they're going to be like, we've never seen they're anything never like seen this before. Well, he's going to be like, a, will he be asked to leave? Threat. <laughs> so, you're, you're a considerable you threat as well, Zagura. Last night, Hoff was telling me about a restaurant that he went to. I want to say it was in Germany, but it may have been. It was definitely overseas where it was a bunch of small plates. In this each is in Barcelona. In Barcelona. So cool. Yep. Each small plate just has a toothpick in it. So you take whatever you want. They're just all out there. They're bringing different things out all the time. And you go and you take whatever you want. And when you're done with it, you take that toothpick and you put it in this little jar on your table. And at the end of the day, they just count your toothpicks. And then it's however many, you know, bucks per toothpick. That's just okay. what it is. And, like, I can only imagine you must have had, like, a, <laughs> they may have to bring, like, four jars for all yeah. of your toothpicks. Yeah, it was me and my two oldest daughters and my wife. So they're eaters, but, I mean, they're, like, eight and ten. So they had, like, one sandwich. And uh, we, by the end, it was a normal, you know, 12-ounce <laughs> jar. <laughs> there was no space for one more toothpick. <laughs> oh, my God. But we had, like, a, a food tour guide that was with us that took us to this place. You know, we, like, tried a bunch of different bites, and then this is where we finished. And it's called pinchos, which that's just their word for tapas in that region of Spain. And the, the lady just was looking at me like, there's no way you're going to eat all that. Of course, like, I ate it all, me. and I went back for seconds. <laughs> Dad, did you guys just order everything for the for the table? Yeah, that's the way he yeah. that. That's what he wanted. Yeah, I told Z he's got to order. This is what I've transitioned to with my wife because I always I like order way too much. And then I finish it, of course, but then I don't feel very good. And so I said, Z, you could just – I don't even want to look at the menu. You just order whatever you want. I'll eat it. I'll love it. And then I don't have to have that stress of, like, should I order one more thing? And I always order that one more thing, right? Because you have that, that idea that, oh, I'll never be back here again. This is the last chance I have sure. to try their 22-ounce ribeye steak when really – I mean, who cares? But well, that's, that's why my got, brain thinks. That's why – I mean, and the half knew that he was – because I'm the same way. I will never under-order. That's not in no, my DNA. No, so that's no, how we ended up with great. three apps, a salad, three entrees, <laughs> two sides, and two desserts for two, for two people. And as I said, there was nothing left. Now, did they did – because they, I've been to places where they will slice the steak for you and split it. Like they did not. We wanted it on the bone. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. then you guys you guys carved it up we, at the at, we wanted to make sure that everybody got bites of cap and everybody yeah. got like we wanted to make sure okay. you know we broke it up in a in a way that two great carnivores would appreciate. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah, everybody got a little taste. It was I like it. It was a heck of a meal, and it was the recommendation of uh, the great Brian Westbrook. That's where he said to go. He said that's the place you got to go. We almost didn't get in. Yeah, that was interesting. Well, I, I was late, very right? nervous to start. So we get out of the we get out of our Uber. I was wearing black Jordan fives black uh lulu joggers but they like, look but like, like but the, dress like the, pants the dress pants joggers yeah, like the ABC joggers yeah. uh a black polo and that that was what i was you were dressed in like you had some nice pants on and a, yeah. like a polo-ish type shirt yeah yeah or a short sleeve shirt and whatever so we get out and we walk in and there's a guy behind the first door who is kind of like eyeing us up and down yeah. and i was kind of at first like a little uncomfortable like what's going on right now <laughs> then we go there's a second set of doors. Joe goes to open the door, and that guy goes, uh, no, puts his he left hand it on Heisman. it and shuts the what? door. So now we're stuck in this little area <laughs> being like, what's going He shut the door on the Hoff? Yeah, yes. As I was opening it for the great Z, he just he gave it the Heisman and said no. Yeah, he put his what? hand on it and physically closed the door. <laughs> I was like, so then he goes, he's like staring at me now, and I'm like, and he's looking at my lower half, and I'm like, what's happening right now? And he's kind of looking me up and down, and I'm, I just don't even know what to say. And he finally goes, you're going to have to hide those drawstrings for me. 
Oh. And I said, okay, like this. I tied him, put my shirt over, which, and he was like, yeah. now you're good. <laughs> okay. But like, Very bizarre. He does, they the don't want sweatpants. Code. Yeah. Yeah, they were not sweatpants. I said, no, no, but the drawstring, that's been the, okay. I, that's fair. That's fine. It That's was fine. just an odd way to go about it. As Very odd way. Something like the way that he yes. just shut the door while Hoff was open. It was incredible. Yeah. yeah. But nonetheless, it was all uphill from there, baby. Oh, my gosh. What a time or to be downhill. alive. It was good. I don't know. How, how would you say? Is it all uphill from there? It was all. That's the one that's always confusing to me because if it's uphill or downhill, it could be no, it's good It's all down. Bad. It's interesting. Downhill's it's wrong, wrong, isn't it? It's all downhill from there. But, like, I'd much rather be running downhill, to be honest with you. Walking downhill, biking downhill. You'd almost rather do anything scooting. downhill. Yeah. Right. The palace is up on the hill, though, so I don't know. Yeah. You're going up, You're up going the hill. Up, up, yeah, going to the high rent. To the throne. To the yeah, throne. I, I love how you we guys were. did that. I'm envious of I love all of the choices that were made. I love the idea of everybody gets a bite of everything. That's how you got to do it nowadays. I love oh, yeah. that. Yeah. The strategy the way, was perfectly executed. And and credit to our waitress because she was just – I think yeah, she, she was great. She was having a hoot with us, like thinking, <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys laughing. are ordering this and all of that. And then uh, – but good for her to insist on the chicken fried lobster. So it was three yeah. tails. Yeah chicken fried and they were and that was they had a nice flavor in the br- yeah. like everything about that was good it was a perfect kind of between the steak and the mm-hmm. sea bass it was a perfect third wheel yeah at hyde park they always bring out like this thing that's not on the menu it's kind of like a fried lobster tail but they use like a panko crust and mm-hmm. then they roll it in that asian chili that we oh, always really yeah. like it's not on the menu but every time we go there in crocker park the, 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 the people they they know they as soon as they see me and the fam sit down they always bring it over there um and it comes like popcorn shrimp style where they kind of dice it up so yep. they have little toothpicks so you can share it with the group. And it was kind of like that, but it was crispier because they didn't roll it in any sauce or anything like yeah. that. So it was like a cornflake, uh, very crispy sauce on that lobster tail, much like a chicken strip, yeah. but obviously a lot more tender and a lot more sweetness to the, the meat. And they oh, had baby. this nice little sauce to it. I forget what sauce the little was sauce good. was. Oh, man. Yeah. I've heard People a lot at home are uh, eating their arms. They're right ready now. to go. Like you, I've heard a lot of tempura lobster. I've never heard of a chicken fried lobster. That's yeah, a whole great. new world. Me neither. That's why nice. we had to do it. Yeah. Yeah, That's why job. we had to do it. That's why right. we're in we're Philly. That's right. Unique experiences. Hey, are you guys going to do that? You're going to do the uh, the official cheesesteaks at some point, like the Philly cheesesteaks, cheesesteaks? I, I tried to go to the spot that Stefanski recommended on our production call this afternoon, but uh, there was like some big construction and they're yeah. remodeling the place. And sadly I so. was not able to get in. That's, oh, no. I'm trying to that is the Philly that. food, right? That's what you got. That's the thing. So, that's what known though, for? That this, this roast pork sandwich is actually what you want. Yeah, the cheesesteak so, is not what you want. Is what yeah. So really after, after traveling the country for four years, doing Thursday night football with Colleen and being a foodie that she is like when we would come to Philly, she would always take us to her spots and she let me know that the Philly cheesesteak is obviously what the tourists want to come in and try. But mm-hmm. she's like, if you're the local, what you really go for is this roast pork sandwich. Um, so I'm looking for a good roast okay. pork place for us. Isn't it Denix or Denix? Yeah, yeah, is is the number one spot they recommended. It's in like this big. It's almost like the West Side Market type building, where it's this huge building with ton ton of vendors inside. And uh, you kind of got to make your way through, like, some of the places selling, like, live chickens and oh, things like that. You know, oh, it's baby. like a, mar- a true market. Oh, um, but it's a great sandwich <laughs> spot called the Nick's, and they have the roasted pork sandwich that uh, I had last time I was here. So it, it wouldn't be my first time if we went uh, there, but it's, it the, okay. it's worth okay. going back. Is it the terminal market? Yes, yeah, I think that's what it's called. Okay, someone had sent me a recommendation, and I'm yeah, like, D-Nicks. they're like, if you want food, like, some of the best food yeah, in the, the city reading is at the terminal market. Terminal market. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, maybe we swing right. by there tomorrow. Yeah. I'm, I'm into this tapas place you're talking about. Yeah, I think that'll be good. my language. Yeah, the, so the Stefanski recommendation, he said his cheesesteak spot is Jim's on South Street. So I tried to go there this afternoon. No dice. No, Closed no, no for dice. remodel. It was very sad. Oh, oh man. You hate yep. that. Yeah. You hate to see it. And he's bringing that. in his favorite pizza place for the team tomorrow. Yeah. What, what is Philly pizza? That's What's, a good is question. It, is it crispy? Is it New York? Is it thicker? What, what are we talking I, about? I, I would assume it's based on the the, the Il Rion. Yeah, because it, it feels very New York. Really kind of what he was talking about was the New York style because that's I think that's what he likes. So maybe so the foldable or like the crisp foldable, foldable. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I did some pizza research before we came out here because i kind of was wondering the same thing you were like what's a philly style Mm -hmm. pizza and it sounds like it's kind of a blend of everything like you got plenty of the new york influence so you got like the new york pub style which is the slice you know the triangle slice the big round pies they got a little neapolitan right which is where you uh, roll it out really flat and then you you know finish it for like 90 seconds in the oven but then they also have a lot of detroit style places where they have the big square pizzas that they cooking pans and then also pizza by the cut you guys ever heard of those no it's it's a little no. bit thicker crust it comes in a big rectangle and then you just order it by the inch so if you want like you know two inches of pizza if you want four inches huh. and so they just cut it with a big scissors i'm in yeah, yeah so sure. i'm in a lot of different options I'm here totally it sounds like kibbe style it feels uh, like something out of Ro- ancient rome with this order yeah by the inches i like situation. that i like yeah. that i'm not um, a detroit style guy you don't like no, the detroit i don't style. like all the bread too thick yeah, too much too bread, much bread. Yeah, I'm Chicago saying with the deep dish, it's yeah, too yeah, much. Yeah. Can't do it. It's an ups- It's I don't uh, get it. Give me a nice New look York. Look at me. I I love it. Sicilian <laughs> style. Of course you do. Of course. Off. What do. is? What was the? What was the? Where where you grew up? What was the pizza? Was it square cut or did it go pie cut? Was it crispy? Was it floppy? Yeah, it was uh, pie cut. It was kind of like a New York pub style, I would say, where it's not quite your typical thin crust. It's a little thicker and it's foldable. That was kind of the go-to for. In my area, but we didn't really have like a distinctive style in Wisconsin. Okay. You know, we just kind of were stealing from people that emigrated to Wisconsin from good pizza places. Yeah. Let me hit you guys with a couple of around the NFL things. Dalvin Cook officially signed with the Jets. Uh, they activated Brees Hall off the pup list. So that happened yesterday. Ezekiel Elliott goes to the Patriots. He's going to go back to his Ohio State number 15 uh, in New England there. Um, and then Anthony Richardson is named the starting quarterback in the Colts. Um, of, of those things, anything perks, what perks up? Uh, is the most interesting to you? I'll start. I mean, no duh. Anthony Richardson was going to be the starter, so not that. Ezekiel Elliott going to the Patriots moves the needle zero for me. Dalvin yeah. Cook going to the Jets is that's that's real. They're they are feeling like this is their year. This is they are all in getting Dalvin. You know, while Brees Hall comes back from his injury, it's probably a, it's a one year rental. Brees Hall will be the guy uh, the following season. It gives them two backs, an ability to keep everybody fresh. Uh, when when you've got Aaron Rodgers, you're all in. And so that's the one that was a good move. And then from a Brown standpoint, they have a glut of running backs. And if Michael Carter does get released there, as there has been some talk about, it would not at all surprise me. Now they'd have to get to the Browns through the, the waiver process, but it would not surprise me that the Browns would be interested in Michael Carter. Yeah, I agree. I think seeing how does this impact the Browns exactly right. Like we're still trying to figure out who's that number two guy going to be, you know, who's, the running back that we can trust and pass protection on third down and then can take a little bit of that load off of Nick Chubb because I think we all expect him to get more carries this year than he maybe has throughout his entire career. But you still got to have a back that you really trust that can give him some spells um, and then also where you can get him off the field on third down and having that guy that you trust with everything in your heart blocking for Deshaun Watson. 
Yeah, and it's it's not even just – I think, you know, obviously they're high on Jerome Ford, but you're exactly right. And I think that, you know, that third running back spot, we've seen Felton, Hassan Hall – John Kelly, I think that that's somebody they're looking to upgrade. They brought in Jordan Wilkins this week, you know, who has over a thousand yards rushing in the league, about five yards a carry, in time with the Indianapolis Colts. So I do think that that's a position the Browns are still looking to address, and whether that's at the final countdowns or if that something happens sooner than that, you know, I, I think that that's something they're very much looking into. And I agree with you. I think Nick Chubb, I don't know if his carries will be the most he's ever had because I think we're going to throw it so much more, but his percentage of the work will be the highest yeah. that I think it's been at, at any point in his career. And I think that includes, you know, he, I think he will set records this year for him, uh, provided he stays healthy, obviously. You know, I think he'll have his highest catch and receiving yardage totals of his career this year. Uh, yeah. And I think that, you know, you're looking for just somebody that's a compliment. And, mm -hmm. you know, the days of knowing that, hey, you know, Nick Chubb's out, Kareem's out. While we still have Dearness Johnson, he'll run for a buck 40, as the Hoff tells us to smash those ponies on Thursday night against the Broncos. Like, we need to find who's that guy? Who's the Dearness? And I think that's yeah. really what we're looking for. Yeah, certainly is. Back by popular demand, it's year two of the Barking Backers, presented by Milkbone, the fan club for dogs. View membership options. Join today at BarkingBackers.com. Real quick, it just occurred to me with Richardson starting, fellas, um, all of the rookies are starting week one, yeah. and they've, they've done so – are we, is this now where we're at? Cause there's been all sorts of different ways to do this. Like don't name them the starter right away, make them earn it, that type of stuff. But all three of the, the first round quarterbacks all starting and Richardson was the last, the last of the three, the other two were named starters right away. I think it makes sense with the way that the salary cap is. You want to find out what you've got as soon as you can and give you an opportunity to have plus quality play quarterback play, you know, for four of those five years, maybe you get you, somebody comes out of the gate and they're awesome and you get it all five. But absolutely, yeah, these guys were drafted to, to play. There's no point in playing Gardner Minshew, you know, in Indianapolis. No. You're playing Anthony Richardson, and there's no point in playing anybody other than C.J. Stroud in Houston and same with Bryce Young in Carolina. That's why you drafted these guys. Absolutely, you play them, and I think that is where we're at. Now, remember, Richardson went third, but, like, he was, what, still fifth overall? I mean, these were all Oh, yeah, he was picks. top. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. so these he's were a, guys he's drafted – I'm curious about him, though. Like, he is definitely a project. Like, this will be a – he's not as polished as the other two. No. I think there's a, a lot of thinking in the NFL now that it is better to learn by doing than to learn in any other way playing quarterback. And I think that, that a lot of people look and say, well, Pat Mahomes had success, you know, because he sat behind Alex Smith and that, you know, Aaron Rodgers had success because he sat behind Brett Favre. I'm pretty sure. Hoff, I don't know how you feel about this, Bo, how you feel about it. Those guys are going to be successful whenever they played. Like, those guys are yeah. generational talents. So I think you want to get your guys out there and find out if they are generational talents. And if they are, you know, you know you can try to load up and win the, uh, supporting them around, much like the Eagles did. You know, they were able to put that team together around Jalen Hurts as a second-round pick. Now he got paid after that year, so it's a different calculus for them. But you want to find out so that you can go, I think, as quickly as possible. I'll put one caveat on that. If you're a traditional pocket passer, I think those are the guys that benefit the most from sitting and waiting because what they do and the success that they have is so much tied to how quickly they can make decisions within the pocket and throwing to the right guy. And their confidence can get smashed pretty yeah. quickly because they don't have the option of pulling the ball down and running. Yep. Whereas a guy like Anthony Richardson, like I, I go back to when Russell Wilson was a young player, you could play him before he was ready because you knew he could take care of himself with his legs and he could make plays and build confidence that way, even if he was going to make some mistakes deciding, hey, do I throw it now or do I hang on to it and go to number two? 
And so I think playing a guy that's got great athleticism right away is the right move, whereas if you have a guy that's more like an Aaron Rodgers, more of a pocket passer, I think that's when they really benefit on waiting because they can they can really struggle early on and it holds the entire team back because they got no way to move the ball if they can't throw it from in the pocket. Do you and they also can get wrecked, right? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Take too many, you know, you throw a guy in too young right. on a bad team and they get wrecked. Yeah, look at Sam Darnold, just like mentally right. how he got wrecked because it wasn't a great team and he wasn't able to overcome with anything with his mind in the pocket because it takes – I think it takes like three years to kind of get your Ph.D. in quarterbacking where you're going to be back there in the pocket and you're not going to see anything from the defense that's going to confuse you and cause you to hold on to the ball and be uncertain right. sure. where to throw it or when to throw it. Um, and until that happens, like as a pocket passer, you're, you're kind of screwed and everybody around you gets screwed when you're not making those quick, decisive decisions consistently. I think that tells Certainly. you just how good Trevor Lawrence is because I yeah. think a lot of oh quarterbacks would have been Ugh. ruined in that rookie year, and yes. he was not at all. Um, do you think it matters who you sit behind? Because in the cases that people cite as the two greatest ones, you know, Brett Favre right. is one of the great quarterbacks of all time, and Alex Smith, while he's not going to be a Hall of Famer, was a high-quality starting quarterback who led te- multiple franchises mm-hmm. to the playoffs. Like, does that matter to you? Because if you're in there with somebody who's – you know, a journeyman himself who's never really made it, does that benefit you sitting behind them? I think it does early on. Like, if you have a guy, let's say Kenny Pickett, right, and you name him the starter in training camp, now the expectations go up right away. Yeah. And I think as a rookie, you're just going to struggle. I mean, it doesn't matter how good you are or how much potential you show. There's so many things that you just don't know until you get out there and get the reps. And I think when you set the expectations high by naming him the starter in training camp, people are expecting him to go out and have a chance to win games for you. Whereas if you have a a journeyman veteran and he's the starter at the beginning of the season, you can easily make that switch. Then the expectations are low for your rookie quarterback. He can come in, he can still play 10, 12 games, get tons of experience, but he's not feeling the weight of those expectations where when he fails, it it doesn't destroy his confidence because, you know, he wasn't the starter to to start the season and he had somebody else that was in there initially. Um, But I think what the Colts are doing is the right decision because Anthony Richardson's a tremendous athlete, as we know. He'll probably be one of the best athletes on the field when he's out there. So he'll be able to win him some games just with his legs and kind of build that comfort with the guys around him and that trust without having to make quick decisions in the pocket. All right, yeah. second hour of the program coming up next. We'll get some uh, reaction right. to what the guys are seeing out there in Philly. The Browns are starting a new player-led podcast called Dogs Only, by the way. You'll hear from your favorite Browns players and personnel. The first episode dropped Monday. Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, Anthony Walker Jr., Assistant General Manager Glenn Cook, all the Florida dudes. Dogs Only is a limited-edition podcast. Only airs during the preseason, and you can find it wherever you get your podcast. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen seems like an easy choice to be columbia pfg has you covered with their Castback tc shoe its omnimax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot say fighting a fish not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet rocking boat so if you're going to be spending long days out on the water and i sincerely hope that you will be 
Head over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Training camp finally here. Clue the Browns 50-50 raffle is now open. Go to the Browns mobile app or browns5050.com to purchase and learn more. Get your tickets before kickoff of the Browns. And I don't think that's right because the uh, the Browns and the Commies was on August 11th. So then you can oh, take advantage. It's a lot of demerits no. that are starting to stack Uno. here. Oh, no. Put your headset back on. Demerits. Put your headset back on. Tell, tell Gibbe what just happened. What? Gibbe, here's the read. This is the read. Like, I'm Ron Burgundy on this stuff, right? Like, this, if it's in here, then I assume that it's been, that it's, been it's vetted. vetted. Uh, I haven't looked at to, anything today. Go to the Browns mobile app or the Browns5050.com to purchase and learn more. Get your tickets before kickoff of the Browns and the Commanders on August 11th to take advantage of the Joe Thomas special and get 400 tickets for only 73 bucks. Don't miss your chance to win big by supporting local youth. Um, so. Now, I know, in all fairness to Uno – Number one, it I mean, should have been were... vetted. Hold on. Hold on. Number one, it should have been vetted. One. Uh-huh. Number, Number two, two yep. the young man is doing exactly what the CP department is giving him to put in the libraries. Mm. Oh, there's shared blame. Oh. Well, it sounds like I there's... believe Now, I still... the gatekeeper should have taken care of that. But yeah. I, you're, you're, he's doing exactly what people this... want him to put in. This is why Uno needs to be in Philly. I want to see Uno right now. Is he on the yeah, Zoom? Yeah, just to see, no. like, how, yeah, the real truth on that. Yeah. Where yeah. it all stood, where it all yeah. shook out. I think yeah. that's fair. I love Uno. I love him. I um, do, too. His stack is yeah. good. It raced up early. It's kind of plateauing a little bit. It's had a few choppy sessions, but I like still the, overall. I still like the spirit. Nah, it, it, still it, overall, there's it, room to grow. Just, we're working on the attention to detail. There's room to grow well, still that, for that's the That's where we're at. Right. You I can still you, get in. You can still get in. If you're listening and you want to get in on the Uno, you can yeah. still get in. And I think if you think if you remember um, the who he's paying homage to, the great Stevie Janowski, like, there were missteps there too, but the loyalty was never questioned. Yeah, no doubt. Looks like so some red zone stuff. Oh, it looks like a Jordan Aikens touchdown in the back of the end zone. Oh, man. From Deshaun Wild. Give the hops up now. We got O-line, D-line working right here. Hoff. We got seven-on-seven seven red zone, and that was a dart to Jordan Aikens in the back of the end zone for a touchdown right there. Oh, God, now I'm excited. Now I'm excited. You're all jacked up. Hey, hey Hoff, uh, Z, get, we got Z's kind of view of yesterday. Uh, curious yours, because we, we were all together last year in Berea watching this, and we all were like aghast when Philly got off the bus, and then they really pushed us around a little bit. Um, what did you make of yesterday, especially in the trenches where Andrew Berry spent so much of the offseason trying to buttress it? 
Yeah, it was a good back and forth, and I will say I think our defensive line probably showed up better than any other position group for the Browns yesterday. I'm going to say they really pushed around the Eagles' offensive line. They were able to get to the quarterback off the edge against two of the best tackles in the NFL in Lane Johnson and Jordan Mailata. So I think what we've seen from this new-look Jim Schwartz defensive line is paying early returns against their stiffest competition thus far. And I thought our O-line, there were some times, there were some breakdowns, uh, but I thought they held their own as well going against the Eagles' defensive line, which maybe – some are going to say is the best defensive line in the NFL. That Jalen Carter is a beast. That, that's, yeah. that's one thing we all said. It was like, damn, this this guy is legit. He is. Oboe just got the best of Maliot in a one-on-one rep as well on the other side. There is some spirited competition going on there with the O-line. Our O-line's down at that end uh, on the other end of the field far away from us. But I, I keep seeing the ball going through the air in our seven-on-seven so far. I see it being caught by Brown, so – I think that's a good thing, obviously, in the early going. Deshaun looking, back corner of the end zone, up Cedric Tillman oh, yeah. with an unbelievable oh, wow. Over two defenders. You got Moss. Oh, boy. <laughs> Is he still at 89, or can Let's we get go. him a new number? I think, well, I th- like I said, hold off on the jersey purchases. Don't buy those yet. Yeah. Not yet. You know, one thing, guys, that typically happens in these is the first, if there is one where one team comes out with a little bit of an edge, and it does feel, to your point earlier, Z, not just from you guys, but Eagles beat guys were saying similarly that the Eagle, that the Browns got the better of the Eagles yesterday, then typically what you see is you see the other side kind of get the better of the, the next day. So I was mm-hmm. curious what, what the Browns' fire would be for this one. What are you seeing early? So far, I mean, it's been fiery. They're just – Right now, going through the beginning of practice where you're seeing the one-on-one drill in the red zone for the 7-on-7 the seven seven guys. Um, but it's been pretty back and forth. It seems like it's definitely spirited. I think it remains to be seen what things look like once we go to the team periods here in probably like 10 or 15 minutes. Um, that'll be the true test. Because like, like you said, you know, these coaches, they got pretty big egos. I mean, they're NFL coaches. Sure. They're the best of the best. And so you sit in there in your meeting room and your guys are getting whooped up by your peers and, you, you know, you're going to challenge them a little bit. So a lot of times that's why you see that pendulum kind of swing back and forth during uh, these joint practices and training camp. I'll tell you what, it's fun watching these one-on-ones. That's what we're the closest thing to. Yeah. Ooh, looking for DPJ, batted away. That was Watson in the back corner, batted away by the Eagles. What I like about it is, like I said yesterday, and you tell me if you agree with this, Hoff, these are just – there are so many stars on the field on both sides of the ball for mm-hmm. both teams that you are seeing – great competition you are seeing back and forth and you're seeing without question that the browns belong on the field with this team that is considered the class of the nfc yeah the eagles on their offense and defensive lines for a few years now have been the the class of the nfl right they probably have the best line play and you know that's been a huge part of what allowed them to go to the super bowl and be super bowl champions because it was really built up front so for us on both sides of our offensive line to be getting you know stalemates or back and forth to me it feels really good knowing that our offense and defensive lines are going to be in good hands this season and knowing that one of our big issues last year was the interior defensive line player ability to get to the quarterback especially when miles wasn't in the game i think that's changed a lot with oboe and and dalvin um and zadarius like even when miles isn't in there we're able to get pressure because we've got several studs across that front now instead of just miles yeah, that's what I was talking about with Bo. I said the thing that made me the happiest yesterday is in that final team move the ball period, you know, Miles was done for the day, and yet we got off the field with back-to-back sacks. Like, that would, that was not possible last year. And to see that happen this no. year was, I thought, very, very encouraging. Very encouraging. 
Hoff, I wanted to ask you about Dewan Jones. I saw a rep of him with Brandon Graham yesterday, and he's played a ton, obviously, in, in the first two uh, games. The, the issue with him at Ohio State, quite frankly, is, and this the coaches would tell you that sometimes he, you know, if it's a three-plate meal, he'd go for four and five. Um, but it feels <laughs> Don't come like, eating with me and Z then. <laughs> right. He would, stay away from him, you two. Keep away from us. Uh, we can't be friends. But it was never a talent issue. Um, it's yeah. early, obviously, but that seems to be a lot to like. What are you seeing from the big tackle out of Ohio State? Yeah, just watching him yesterday and having a chance to kind of talk to him a little bit here this, this past summer and then during training camp thus far. I, I've been really impressed with his mindset more than anything because – Sometimes you get those really big guys that have always maybe had a hard time keeping their weight down, keeping them under control, and you, you worry about, you know, how important is it to them. But just being around him, I mean, this kid loves football. It's really important to him to be an NFL offensive lineman, to be a starting tackle in this league. And when you've got the type of talent that he has, like ha- having that desire to pair with it is really something that will potentially unlock him as a really good offensive tackle. And I can't wait to see the progress and the growth that he's making from not only just the beginning of training camp to the end of training camp, but from year one to year two, because as long as he continues that mindset and he continues to work the way he's been working, uh, I think the Browns got a huge steal in Dewan Jones. Hop, did you see the video of that rep against Brandon Graham? No, you haven't no. seen it. You got to show me. I would Hold love on. to see I'll it. Pull up because I'm curious. There's been yeah, some pull discourse up. I, on this. Yeah, pull, pull up the one yeah. you're talking about. There's, I was watching their one on ones. There's yesterday. been discourse on Twitter about this rep. That you know, mm-hmm. it was the Browns tweeted it out. Like, look at our guy. And then some people were saying, no, that maybe he didn't win that rep. <laughs> okay. And so I want to try to find it and see what. What here you go. Here, All right, here we go. Half's t- breaking it down right there. It's working against Brandon Graham. I thought that was a great, great rep. That's a win right there in one-on-one pass rush. One-on-one pass rush, the, the, the defensive line, it's set up for them to win like 90% of the time. He does a great job, so he's, he's kicking back vertical set. Brandon Graham tries to swipe his hands, doesn't get the hands. So then he's as he's going to the ground, he's trying to dip and crawl on the ground to get closer to the quarterback. But DeWan does a really nice job using his hands, keeping his feet underneath his, his pads and showing good balance to kind of keep um, – Brandon Graham away from the quarterback, give the quarterback an opportunity to stand up there. I know, you know, people that have never done one-on-ones are going to say, well, you know, he's right there where the quarterback's going to be, but that's just part of one-on-one pass rush. I mean, it's a pass. The guy's lined up going one-on-one. He knows exactly what's going to get, so he can go wherever he wants. So that's a, that's a win. That, w- that would be a win in, in our room. Like, could you say there's a few things he could do better? Yeah. Sure. But when I see rookie versus perennial all pro and i see that rep i'm going hey that's a hell of a rep for dewan jones and in our room that's a win even in the d-line room they're not saying oh great job you smoked him they're like hey keep your feet you know if you miss your hands you got to be able to keep your feet and be able to transition to that counter move so good on you dewan so if that was mike and the mad dog that's a win dog that's a win dog that's a win dog we had this guy brian schaffering and uh if you snatched him at the line of scrimmage and went on one pass rush and threw him to the ground and put your knee on the back of his neck, he'd get up and go, I got you in that one, bro. And you're like, wait a second. <laughs> no, you didn't. That's why we got in more fights with him than anything, because every rep he thought he won. And sometimes you just got to lay down the law and let him know, you lose. You lose. By the way, one of the great moments and one of the reasons that I'm so happy this joint practice happened, happened yesterday. I won't tell you who the official was. But, uh, <laughs> yes. Go ahead, Hop. You no, you tell the story. Okay, so, I just got excited. So I'm saying he did. I, got, I think he, he thought it was – the greatest thing that's happened to him in the last week, which covers yeah. a lot of ground. Huh? So Maybe an official beyond. came over to him and basically okay. apologized 
for two false start calls they made on the Hoff when he was playing, when he told them at the time, you're wrong, watch the tape, you'll see that you're wrong. <laughs> and the official came up to say, you know what, you were right, and it had to change yes. the way that I like thought about get-offs because you were, you were so good that it kind of changed the way I had to officiate and I had to get better. But he, it was you want, they wanted to let you know That's exactly that, right. yes, you were correct, you were not offsides. And he was, like, pumped. <laughs> I was so excited. That's why we were celebrating last night. Yeah, that's that's right. why we pulled out all the stops with the ordering. <laughs> because I, I remember at the time telling the official, I was like, I know you're new. This is not college anymore. Like, I'm not waiting for the snap count to move. I'm waiting for the tip of the football to just start moving. And I know when you see that in live time, it looks like I'm leaving early. But if you watch the ball, I'm timing it so I'm a little bit ahead of where the verbal snap count is so that I'm moving at the time the ball is moving. That's what you have to do if you want to block these guys like Miles Garrett that are five half a second faster than you in the 40-yard dash. So uh, it, it was – Six years in the waiting, but I finally got my redemption, and it, it could not wipe the smile off my face the rest of the day. <laughs> well, so and knowing you, I, I gave the person a hug. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm like, sure, Hoff. I'm amazing. sure you know every, however many false starts you had in your career. I bet you know every one. Oh yeah, especially the ones that were not false starts. That's right. <laughs> the ones where they got me wrong, but the the official probably was very. Many. Very, very kind, because I remember it very distinctly. I didn't want to be too hard on the person. And I remember saying, you're wrong. Watch the tape in a very respectful manner. Yeah. Sure. And so I think that's why the person decided it was okay you to come back. You were sought out. Yeah, yeah. you were sought out. Six years great. later and come and apologize to yeah. me. I mean, that was great. So that that's a fantastic. And I love just – I know we got to run, but I love the, the image of you and Lane and uh, Batonio, like all of the big yeah. fellas, like the mutual respect of all the greatness. That was so cool. Yeah. A tip at the line of scrimmage or maybe at the second level and a pick for the Eagles off of Deshaun Watson after he had got a bunch of touchdown throws. Uh-oh. They come back. Now we got Uh-oh. a little bit of a fracas because Demetric Felton. Oh, yeah. Demetric Felton kind of got cheap shotted there, to be perfectly honest mm-hmm. with you. And then now it's gone flags and, oh, boy. It's the type of spirit you'd expect out of that second day like we were talking. feels like the Browns may have got the better of the Eagles yep. in the first day, and so now the Eagles – are having some of those uh, emotions pour over here a little bit. I think they're going to get that cleaned up very quickly. Oh, yeah. They're going to be, there's going to be a talking to, I would imagine, maybe a veteran council getting together, maybe a Joel Batonio and a Fletcher Cox saying, okay, let's get everybody calmed down here. Let's get everybody relaxing. And they're going to get right back into it. All right, so good. They feel very good about this. It looks like they're going to get back into it anyway. But, yep. yeah, that was a good one. He, look, he was going for a deep inward breaking route. It got tipped either at the line of scrimmage or just by the linebacker somewhere, yeah. and it ended up popping in the air. And tips and overthrows, they got to be ours. That's the defensive mentality, and they, they were able to get one there. Right, that was in the play before, he had a very nice completion to David Njoku. So good little bounce back for the Eagles. And that's what I'm saying. There are playmakers here on both sides of the ball for both of these teams. So there are going to be a lot of plays that are made. Yeah, certainly are. We're going to get some Ingles' perspective on his team and what he saw yesterday. Our great friend Dave Spadaro is going to join us coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. 
And to celebrate the 18th Cleveland Brown being inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Tide Cleaners has an incredible offer. Enjoy 8 bucks off any order of 18 bucks or more. You just mentioned Browns at drop-off. Tide Cleaners is your one-stop shop for all dry cleaning and laundry service needs. Visit TideCleaners.com to find the location nearest you. Some exclusions may apply. See store for details as we go behind enemy lines with our favorite Eagles insider Dave Spadaro joining us. Live from Philly, where the joint practices are happening. Dave, I, I understand congratulations are in order, sir. Uh, I mean, you you had a big Saturday night, the way I understand it. I did. Thank you very much. Got married. Um, missed my first Eagles game. Had covered every Eagles game. Now, missed some in person during COVID, but had covered every Eagles game since the strike of 1987. This time, I missed it for a good reason. I got married. So, my, I tried to keep the, the Ravens. I had it all planned out. The Ravens game on Thursday, get married on Saturday, get back to work on Sunday, and then the Ravens move the preseason game. So I missed my first game, but all for a very good reason, and had a wonderful, wonderful night. Smart on you, I think, early on in the relationship, as someone who's been married for over a decade now, to not move the wedding to coincide with the moving of the game. That's yeah, well, a good I job tried. out of you. Yeah, well, I Did tried, you? Bo. I asked, and, and fortunately, she didn't, you know, throw me into the Schuylkill River. I wanted to move it up just one day. I don't think that's a one big day. problem. Give us a day. Yeah, yeah oh, just give boy. me a day. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. we'll we'll forgive you for that one, pal. Hey, <laughs> you know, last year I remember talking to you, and when this, it's really interesting when you, you the phrase when they get off the bus, they won the game. It felt like last year for us in Berea that when the Eagles got off the bus, they won the game. I mean, the, the just the size and the force that they had in the two lines of scrimmage were so formidable. And then that played out through those practices where the lines of scrimmage of the Eagles just were really dominant. Uh, we're a practice and a half in now. I'm curious to – I'm going to have you do something. Normally we talk all Eagles here, but I'm curious your view of the Browns from a year ago to today in terms of getting close to where the Eagles are on those two lines of scrimmage. Yeah, I thought yesterday Cleveland's defensive line – you know, kind of took it to the Eagles, to be quite frank, and it was a, a little bit eye-opening. I mean, I, Miles Garrett, we expect that from him. Um, he really made, made some moves on Jordan Mailata that Mailata will grow from it. And from an Eagles perspective, you go, okay, tough day, learn from it, get better. From a Brown standpoint, you say, this is a really good group. Not only Garrett, but Tomlinson inside was dominating. Um, I think the Cleveland defense looked outstanding. Conversely, I thought the Eagles' defense did a nice job against Cleveland's offense. I don't think Deshaun Watson had a great day yesterday. Um, I see a a power running game. I see a great receiver in uh, Amari Cooper. I'm not sure who you have behind Cooper. Uh, You're going to need two and three receivers. Um, And then, look, we we talked about it here before I went on the air. It will all come down, as you all know, to Deshaun Watson. But I think that Cleveland is bigger, stronger, more formidable along the line of scrimmage. Um, and you'll be able to run the football. So can you make plays in the passing game in a very, very tough division? It will come down to number four. Yeah, it will be. I mean, it's so many ways it mirrors. I remember having you on in Berea last year, and we said, is, is Jalen Hurts up for this? And turned out he was more than up to it. Um, and, and, but that was a real question last year in camp. When did you guys see it click for Hurts? Um, and, and when did you kind of say, oh, this is what this dude's capable of? You know, it's, it's been a really steady progression for Jalen. Uh, early on, even in that first season when he had four starts, you could see clearly, obviously, the athletic ability. You saw a quarterback who needed to develop from the pocket. You cannot win with legs alone. So when he came back for 2021 in an offense that was new with Nick Sirianni, they tailored the offense early on to throw the football. Then they kind of ditched it and really relied on the run game. 
it helps a lot when you have Devontae Smith as a first-round pick in 2021. Then you go out and get A.J. Brown in free agency for 2022. You've got a star tight end in Dallas Goddard. You know, I think with Jalen, probably when he midway through that, that 2021 season, the Eagles turned the season around, finished, I believe, 7-2 and two down the stretch to make the playoffs, had a really tough game in Tampa Bay uh, to lo- in that wild-card game, and then came back, and then in the opener last year in Detroit, shootout, Detroit takes an early lead, Hurts not flinching at all, um, and the Eagles win the football game. I think from that point on, everybody kind of expected huge things. And then the next week, it was Minnesota in a nationally televised game, and the Eagles really took it to the Vikings. So he's just gotten better and better. And really the key for Hurts was great decision-making, don't turn the football over, and let some of your playmakers make plays. It helps when you can throw the ball up, and A.J. Brown can create space and – catch a football and Devonte Smith is so difficult to cover. And um, look, I mean, hurts in that uh, the, the next step for me watching hurts was in the Super Bowl, going toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. shrugging off the fumble that Kansas city returned for a touchdown eight points down in the fourth quarter. He leads a touchdown drive, scores the touchdown comes in, uh, scores the two point conversion. And um, you know, I mean, is now cemented as in my opinion, a top five quarterback in this league takes care of the business with a long-term contract and has still got, I think he's really had a terrific camp better and better and better as a thrower. So, I mean, I look at Draylon as I've been around long enough. You guys know that I've seen the rise and and dramatic fall of Carson Wentz. I just don't see that happening with somebody like Jalen hurts. No, it's, it's, and, and by all accounts, one of the best leaders, best people around. So, I mean, kind of checks every single box with Hertz. And also, I would say, Dave, you know, th- this is something that speaks to the strength of the organization over there. And I know it's something that AB tries to emulate a lot with the way that he's tried to build this Browns team. But, like, there is such a structure there. And, and you think about the position he was put in from whether it's coach, coordinator. Now, I know he'll have a change at coordinator this year, but in terms of the position he was in, it's almost like the perfect quarterback incubator that his career was in. I mean, sometimes it, it's so much it's where you land rather than where you land. Oh, 100%. Or when, rather. And, when. Yeah, no, no. Look, I, I, when you are with a team that's, going to, that's committed to building around you, and that's yeah. what the Eagles have done for Jalen. They have built around Jalen with an, a great, deep, talented offensive line, experienced, great pass catchers, a running game that takes advantage of his skills and also brings a bunch of players who can – contribute in the run game I mean the Eagles have a complete offense and look if I've always believed that dating back to the days when Donovan McNabb was taken in 1999 you know Tim Couch goes to Cleveland you didn't have anything around him Uh, the Eagles with Andy Reid back then were committed to building around Donovan and not throwing him in there to be a star early on and I think that's the way they did it here with with Jalen, um, and I think that's the successful approach. Give him a chance to grow, see how it works in the NFL, build around him, don't throw him in there expecting him to be the centerpiece before he's ready to do that. And for the Eagles, it's worked out really, really well. And, you know, look at Cleveland, I think I think Deshaun Watson has a lot of pieces around him. I think this offense has every opportunity to be a great offense. Yeah, it's and he's been great before, so it's just a matter of can he tap back into that and – and get back to where he was because everything else checks the boxes. You know, it's interesting that Howie Rosen's one of the best and smartest GMs you'll find really in sport. Like We don't need to limit it to the NFL. Uh, but you're sitting there watching the draft, and you see Jalen Carter, and you go, oh, gosh, really? 
You're going to put him in there. And we know why that, you know, there was off field stuff that was, you know, that was part of it. And that, and that's why you fall, but you knew that he was probably the most sure thing in last year's draft and you're hearing buzz. And even Joe Thomas, we call him the Hoff and he was raving about him. Nolan Smith's another guy from Georgia. It just feels like every time they picked, I'm like, well, that'll be a star. What are the early returns on those guys in that rookie class? Yeah, very positive. Uh, both both Carter and Smith have been outstanding in training camp. Uh, we saw Carter take two snaps in Baltimore and pushes aside the the offensive guard and gets in for a, for a hurry um, against Baltimore. Nolan Smith, really physical, tremendously athletic. I don't know how they're going to get him on the field with Hassan Reddick, but I think maybe they play both of them together. Uh, the the Eagles are getting some good play out of Sidney Brown, fourth round draft pick, a safety out of Illinois. Tyler Steen, third-round pick, offensive lineman, has a chance to contribute either at guard or at tackle. Um, you know, they, this is a team that – I'm sorry, Brown was a third-round pick. Um, this is a team in, – in the fourth round, they, they draft Kaylee Ringo as a developmental cornerback. Again, <laughs> to have the luxury with a fourth-round pick to take a developmental cornerback is really special. And sixth-round pick Tanner McKee plays well at quarterback in his first – preseason game seventh round pick Moro Ojomo plays well at defensive tackle in Baltimore so you know the Eagles are really deep very talented and 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 have a nice group of veteran leaders who are willing to tutor some of these young players understanding that these young guys are here to take their jobs and that's okay um it's an unusual group it's a it's a special group and look I wondered when you lose a heartbreaking game like the Eagles lost in the Super Bowl. It's so hard to come back from a physical standpoint and from an emotional standpoint. And the Eagles had all of these free agents destined to sign elsewhere, but they were able to keep James Bradbury. They restructure uh, Darius Slay. They keep Kelsey. They keep Fletcher Cox. They keep Brandon Graham. They lost some talent, no doubt, but they'll get some compensatory picks on the back end. And they've rebuilt their front seven defensively with Carter and Smith and I mean, it's early. I know they're the hunted team. I know how difficult it is to get back. But when I look at this team, I think that the talent level is really comparable to last year. And if some of these young players develop as the Eagles hope, it could be better than last year by the end of the season. And that's really saying something in this NFL where it's hard to stay on top. It's amazing thing what he's done over there from the standpoint of a Super Bowl contender, obviously right now, were that a year ago, but also young building blocks in place for when there's that roster turnover. So they, it's a masterclass really in roster building that's, that's happened there through the last few years. And I, I will say, Dave, and I'll get you out of here on this one, um, and I'm biased. I'm, I'm a man, I'm 40. Uh, I see the Kelly Green and I just light up. I mean, <laughs> what, what did that mean for Eagles fans? I mean, is it, am I overselling how big of a deal that was or not? So we, we have a, a, a leadership meeting every Tuesday, and the report was that the number that they've sold so far, I think it's been, what, two weeks? is like millions of dollars of merchandise. And in that category, it is the most successful alternate jersey launch that the NFL has had. And I can tell you that when the pro shop at Lincoln Financial Field opened at 9 a.m. a couple of Mondays ago, there were people tailgating at 3.30 in the morning to get in. <laughs> um, so these people are amazing, crazy, passionate, the Kelly Green Will be worn twice this year against Buffalo, against Miami. Huge hit, received with open arms and open pocketbooks, and millions and millions and millions of dollars sold. It is incredibly successful, and it's going to look really good. Kelly Green helmets, Kelly Green jerseys, 
Um, throwback to the Buddy Ryan era. Not no. particularly successful for the Eagles, but from a merchandise standpoint, uh, the fans really love it. Oh, that's amazing. So they, do you think they'll – not as a permanent uniform. I know they like the midnight green, but they'll keep it around as an alternate, I'm sure, right? Because yeah, I mean, when you do this, you have a five-year commitment. So if for the, okay. at least the next five years, it will be the alternate jersey. And then they can still add a third one. If they want to wear black, they can still wear black. All right, very good. Dave, congratulations uh, on the wedding over the weekend. Always a pleasure talking to you, my friend. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, guys. Good luck to the Cleveland Browns. Really looking good out here. And uh, I know it's a tough division, a a daunting task, but uh, I think everybody who's an NFL fan uh, roots for Cleveland Browns fans who have been so loyal and so great to the organization. And this could be the year where the team really makes that breakthrough. Very kind, sir. Thank you for your time. All right, guys, thanks. All right, that's Dave Spadaro. Philadelphia Eagles insider joining us on the hotline there. We'll get some live reactions from our guys on the scene coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days, like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And be sure to catch the Kevin Stefanski Show tonight at 7. Matt Fontana, Gerard Cherry in the University Hospitals, Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Head coach Kevin Stefanski, defensive end Obo Okoronkwo will join the show as well as we head back over to Philly. Hello, Gibbe. Hello, Bishop. What'd you see? What have you been seeing? Anything? A little bit of a fight? Uh, some fisticuffs? Yeah. Perhaps? You know what? And the man of the hour, the man of the week, leading the charge. Yeah, I mean, Dimitri Felton got blindsided. And yep. got knocked sideways. Kind of, not something that you necessarily want to see in a joint practice. It was on like a kick return or, or oh, it was after an interception, I believe. And out of nowhere, Dewan Jones. Yep. The hero we all need. <laughs> and he's like, nah, not today. <laughs> I don't think we're this is, that. This is not going to be acceptable. <laughs> so, uh, and, and that's, uh, that's what happened there. So I'm seeing Tone tweeting that uh, he's getting a lot of the reps at the ones ahead of James Hudson. Yes. So yeah, that was that's... something Kevin was asked about that, and he had said that it would be Hudson with the ones with Conklin out, but it, now it looks like it's – is it going the other way now? It appears to be going that way today. So I, I don't know if that's a indication of things, but it's definitely De- – Dewan Jones has all the momentum right now. He's 6'8", 375. 
He's an yeah. elite athlete. I mean, it was. It's never about that. His technique's good. It's all those things. You heard the Tahoff earlier in the show uh, about him. So I mean, it's 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 kind of all of those things that are that are clicking a little bit for him. It's all he's he's dialed in. And if he's dialed in, then that's that's more than a diamond in a rough. That could be a, a game changer for the franchise. Um, I did want we didn't get to this earlier, Gabby. I wanted to play here from uh, Shelby Harris. We hadn't heard from him yet. Uh, want to hear from him. Want to hear from Amari Cooper as well. Let's start with Harris, Nick, um, on why he chose Cleveland. Felt like. You know, of all the teams I was talking to, they're the most primed to win. And, you know, how could I turn down the chance to play with those guys up front? And, you know, and playing it in, you know, Coach Schwartz's defense, uh, you know, him coming out of retirement, him coming in and coaching, I, I, can't, I can't pass that up. And it's, a, it's truly a D-lineman's dream to play in this. And, you know, with the offense, you know, we're going to make a comeback. And, and, you know, with the guys, with you know, Big Z and DT and Miles and Ovo and everybody, it's, it's, it, it, was, it's a hard, it, it would have been impossible to say no to that. He was also yeah. asked about what he yeah, – you like it, right? <laughs> yeah. what he liked about Jim Schwartz's defense uh, specifically. Here's what Shelby Harris had to say. Oh, uh, you know, it gives the D-lineman freedom. You know, you just kind of just – you know, everything is with your get-off and your tenacity and, and just going and, and, you know, making plays. You know, his defense, it starts with the D-line. And, you know, it's just uh, – like I said, it's a D-lineman's dream. Like, think about the D-lineman he's had played for him. And it's just something that, you know, when I add my name to the list. Yeah, Gibby, and I think the um, I thought that was the most noteworthy thing from yesterday, and and you had a front row seat for it as well. Was the fact that our defensive line kind of had its way, and Dave said that too. He just said Dave Spadaro, and he said the exact same thing that uh, the Browns' defensive line kind of had their way with the Eagles' front. And for Spadaro, that that was alarming because their offensive line has been one of the best, most consistent in the league. And Harris yeah, is a huge I, part of that. Well, and I saw something from one of the Eagles beat reporters yesterday that basically said something to the effect of I, I I've got hurts down as having been sacked six times <laughs> like and yeah. I don't you, you don't know I mean it's because the play is allowed to continue or whatever the case might be I, I don't know if that's totally but the fact that they're even thinking that it's close to that number like yeah I don't I don't think it might be a little uh a little on edge if I'm Philadelphia and especially uh, at the end of the practice yesterday, you know, we talked about our guys getting dinged up a little bit and having to leave. Jason Kelsey limped off the field. Is he back so out there today? I, Kelsey? I, I, that I can't tell because they're on a far field. They are, they are two fo- football fields over from where I am right now. Okay. Okay. Um, but I, I do know, like, he was – he seemed to be in a little bit of pain. So. Okay. Yeah, it's, you know, honestly, like it's far more important for us to be to their level than for them to be at 100, be at their full operating, you know, level from the standpoint of they're in the NFC. They don't, they can slow play this like they don't have, they're not opening with Cincinnati. You know, like they're not open, they don't have a division like we do. They don't have a conference like we do. They can kind of mess around and, and get, deep into the NFC playoffs. Their talent is so much. They have such a talent advantage over the, so many of the other teams in the NFC that um, that they can go without having to be at their best. It's, it is incumbent, however, on us to be our best immediately. You just yeah. can't wait into this season. You're going to have to be ready to go from Jump Street. By the way, Jason Kelsey is out there today. Okay. So he, he is, but it's, you know, it's not a ton, but he is out there on the football field. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's – the Eagles <laughs> – the Eagles could have a quote down year and go ten and seven and might be good enough to be the number one seed, buddy. They could have a down <laughs> year and still go twelve and five. Yeah, then, in that then context. there's also that. Yeah, you know, I mean, there just isn't. I mean, it. 
I, I'm right now going through like all of the NFC, and it's just nobody. There aren't enough good teams, you know, in the no. playoffs compared to the AFC. It's just, it, it's not close. No, One of the I things. Mean, the, go ahead. The, 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 their biggest opponents are going to be. I mean, you heard Spadero. I mean, they're going to play Buffalo. They get Miami. They get the AFC East. Mm-hmm. But uh, I won't tell you what he said about the Jets when we got off, but uh, off the air. But it was something to the effect of. Eh, well, I just want to see it. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's, I don't. I mean, it's the Jets does. at the end of the day. So I like them. I think they're going to be pretty crazy good. But again, that he doesn't have to, that doesn't concern him. No, because like he's not that, in the conference. It doesn't matter. I, well, I'm going to tell you, I, I don't. I don't think the Giants are going to replicate the year they had last year. No. I mean, they could, mm-hmm. but I doubt it. Um, I don't know what the Cowboys are. Uh, with the third McCarthy. best team in the AF, in the NFC is what they are. Which yeah, what's that get you? Yeah, correct. I mean, I, I still – there's a part of me that still thinks Washington, if they put it together, could give Dallas a run for their money as the second-best team in the NFC East. And you know what that is? That's nowhere close to what the team is that the Browns are playing here today. <laughs> no, no, and it's nowhere close to the teams that we're fighting in the division. Correct. Um, if any of the four teams in the AFC North were in the NFC, they would all be playoff teams. They would yeah. all be among the five most talented teams – um, you know, in, in the whole operation. I mean, you, everybody knows like where I am with Pickett, but like you've seen this Darnell Washington kid, the tight end they got out of Georgia. Yeah. Just, just crushing people at Steelers camp. Like as if we need that Pickens catches everything. Like everybody in this, in our division got better this off season, demonstrably. So, so like it, it kills me. The pukers have uh, as good a roster as any team in the AFC. They really, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's just they, the, they've the quarterback got the thing, but they players, have it. Yeah. 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 It's um so this is good. So the the way this will go then this practice will wrap up what like 340 3:30, 3:45 something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I I would be surprised if we're still on the field at 3:30. I think and we just went under a severe thunderstorm watch, so it's clearly they know something could come here later on this afternoon that would have impacted things. So, moving everything up, a uh, little walk through tomorrow. I, I believe it might be at the alma mater of one Kevin Stefanski. Oh, Penn. Uh, He's got keys yes. to the place, huh? Yes. I believe that's where that's it'll nice. be tomorrow. And then uh, Thursday's game day. And, you know, we'll see. It'll be a lot of the third and fourth teamers and another yeah, opportunity for them to make a name for themselves. Yeah, it's tough from a viewership standpoint. Luckily, we have DTR, who's fun to watch. But um, in terms of guys who are going to, like, make impact on the on the roster on the season, it's that's a little bit tough. I'll get you a full rundown of, of what to expect over the next couple of days. That is coming up next. So much more to come. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, a couple of updates as they, they're going to wrap up practice over in Philly a little bit early. Uh, Z with this a physical chippy day, too. Uh, good back and forth with the team. End of game session with the Eagles roared back. Eagles first. Eagles one's got a long TD on fourth down to A.J. Brown. They got a pick in the end zone to stop the Browns. And the second team, it was Mariota with a long touchdown pass on fourth down. And then Philly intercepted again. So the end of this practice was demonstratively Eagles uh, to end this one. And this is typically what happens. Browns got the better of the Eagles yesterday. By all accounts, went the other way, it seems, on day two. Be a walkthrough tomorrow in Philly and then the game on Thursday night. We'll be here with you every single step of the way. The next level is coming up next. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland.
You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.